Welcome back to Killer Fun, where we explore the intersection of crime and entertainment every other week. I'm Christy, and today, today, Jackie is not with me. Oh, wah, wah. I know, I'm disappointed too, but her family needed her a bit longer than she anticipated. So instead of bringing you Gattaca this week, like we had talked about in the past, I have a special episode of all bonus material from the last four or five episodes. I hadn't been putting those out. I had gotten a little overwhelmed with stuff. I'm sure you guys have also been overwhelmed with stuff because it's an overwhelming time. But here it is, all of it, all in one big, long bonus episode. It's super, super fun. If you're missing Jackie's voice, like I am, this is a great way for us to do an episode where she's not able to record because her voice is here. This is all outtakes from previous episodes. So little tidbits that didn't fit in the episode, or things that ran a little long or funny things, uh, we wanted to include them all. And also, while we're at it, I have some super cool stickers. I would love to send you a sticker completely free in the mail, support our postal service, have a little fun, have a little something come in the mail to brighten your day. I would love to do that for you. So I have about 25 or 30 stickers that I can mail out. So all you have to do is connect with us on social media and send me your mailing address. Now don't do that in a public way. Send it to me in a private message. You can do that on Facebook. We're Killer Fun Podcast Exploring the Intersection of Crime and Entertainment. On Twitter, at Killer Fun Pod. Or you can send me an email, killerfunpodcast at gmail.com and send me your mailing address. And I promise the only thing I'm going to use it for is to write you a little note and write your address on an envelope and send you a sticker. Super, super fun. These are great stickers. I have one on my computer, one on my car. They hold up really well. You don't have to put your sticker in either one of those places anywhere you'd like to put your sticker that will bring you a little bit of joy. I would love to send you a sticker to do that. So this first part of our bonus episode is from Something Died in the Pool, our episode all about the premiere episode of season two of Dead to Me. We have a false start, flubs, We talk about how refreshing it is to see women who are beautiful, but still look their age. How many times have we done transitions? And I still find a way to mess it up sometimes. Uh, Bernie callback, raccoons as pets, and uh, the story about my mom's friend who had raccoons as pets and what that was really like. Do you ever feel a little confessy? We talk about what that might be a symptom of. Might, not definitely is. Enjoy. Did it record? Oh. Yeah, it recorded. I just, all of a sudden I got started getting notifications. I was like, oh, oh, no. oh, no. <laughs> oh, oh thank you. Stop making Because I didn't want to turn off, turn on do not disturb till after we were on the call. Right. Because <laughs> otherwise, exactly. you know, it wouldn't call me and you and I wouldn't well, be able yeah. to. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yo, you put it on do not disturb like, no. before the call starts. You miss the call you miss to the be call. able. <laughs> anyway. Okay. All right. <sighs> All right. It's 
it's needed. It's needed. Life. But you know what? I think anytime. I don't think I would need to be distractioned. Or sorry. That's to use an old term. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're so winning. I just love it. They are. And you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna get really vain for a minute. And I don't know. Maybe this is bonus episode stuff right here. Maybe. Okay. But I'm just gonna say that um, I really like the fact that I'm watching these two women who look young and youthful, but also legitimately kind of their age. And they're not so either made up or they're not so, um, I don't know, <sighs> how do I say without being mean? Well, they're they're beautiful, but they're beautiful within their age range. Well, and they're natural. They're not trying to be, yes. And they're, y- yes. They're not supported by a whole lot of unnecessary plastic surgery. That I feel, unfortunately, like a lot of the women that I was like, oh, you're the best when I was younger. I look at them now and I can still see all of their beauty, but it's covered up by a lot of attempts to remain younger that ended up, I don't know, in my opinion, just, I don't know, covering up their real beauty. And that's really vain and ugly of me to say, because I don't want (laughs) to, I don't want to not support women who want to do that. And if they're happy with their experience with it, I'm, I'm happy for them. But right. me personally, I love looking at the two of these women. Well, yes, because they're just, they're growing into themselves. And I think when somebody maybe does that plastic surgery, if that's what they need to do to make them happy, that's great. And if that's right. what they need to feel confident, that's wonderful. But they're also robbing themselves of the ability to see what they might have grown into. Yeah, a little I, bit. You know, I mean, and I, it just... So many people chase youth as if it's this achievement. And I dare say that in too many cases, they've chased youth, but it didn't turn out looking like youth. (laughs) Yes. And so that's what's so sad as I look at, you know, a a girl that was so amazing. And then I look at her now as a beautiful woman, but there's noticeable things that are just not not right. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I feel awful because I'm not being supportive of the, of these women, but I just want to point out the fact that I want to be supportive of these two gals because I feel like they're just killing it. You know what I yeah. mean? Yes. Well, and they're n- neither one of them look old. No, by no means. And, ca- and can I also, <laughs> the first opening scenes of season two, episode one. And I don't know the name of it. I just oh. realized. Oh, that's a good me... question. I have no idea. Uh, Let me look. Yeah. It's called, um, You Know What You Did. You Know What You Did. Okay. And I want to finish it by saying, last summer. <laughs> because of <laughs> because of our ages. Yes. Because that of is our a, ages. Yes. <laughs> that's right. All right. So, <laughs> so I'm going to start that bit over. Ooh. Michelle and her daughter... uh, No, not her daughter. Michelle is the daughter. Michelle is the daughter. (laughs) When Michelle and her mother Flo and a drawing picture of, a drawn picture of, a funny thing happened between Dead to Me's first, let me start that again. Hey, actually did decently with that segue there yeah. sometimes I like fumble and I'm like <laughs> how many times have I done a break in the middle of- I mean like it's not oh, new but yeah I know it's funny yeah 
Okay, but can right. I say it? We're not going to cover it, so I have to tell you this. But, like, when he ended up being in the freezer, I was like, see? See? Why are all good black comedies uh, somebody dead in the freezer? Because it yeah. and Bernie. It was such a Bernie callback, and it's just been great. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm trying to... I can't remember where my... Where's episode four ended. Mm. Oh. So I don't want to say too much. Yeah, I don't... And I don't exactly know for sure, you know, like... Oh, yeah. I, I, yes, I, I'll let you bring up anything you want to talk about because <laughs> I can't remember where uh, one episode that's totally ended. Cool. <laughs> yeah. And I don't, and I don't want to know for sure, you know, like I'm guessing, but I don't know for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it just keeps twisting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's just, I think the last episode I watched was the one where we find out that Karen's husband is gay. And cheating okay. on her. I think that's the episode. Like, they're at the wedding, and then they come home, and then there's the memorial. Right, they've just buried the Steve. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. yeah. They buried Steve, and then there's yeah. the memorial for the bird, where she sings the pretty song. Yep. Yeah, I think that's where I'm at. Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. Oh, so much good stuff is going to happen. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> And just some unpredictability yeah. and predictable characters. I love it. All right. All rights activists, you can just come at me because I <laughs> want a raccoon as a pet. They are sweet and adorable. Okay. You say that. Mm-hmm. And my mom worked with a woman at an elementary school who found a mama raccoon who'd been killed by a car or something and two baby raccoons. And so she raised the two baby raccoons. She had to lock every cabinet (laughs) in her kitchen because they liked the sound of dishes breaking. (laughs) They would work together, open the door, climb up and throw dishes on the floor. And she was like, it's like they're in there giggling. Yeah, they <laughs> when they're breaking the dishes. Like she couldn't leave a dish in her sink. That is because so funny. they would break it. It's funny because yeah. I don't have to live it. But how <laughs> how adorable. <laughs> yeah. They're so funny. At least at this point in time, May of 2020, the system that camera ha- that camera <laughs> Jen tells Judy that she's a little confessy. <laughs> Confessing can actually be a symptom of OCD. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, which I, I don't know that Judy has OCD. No, I don't think so. I don't, I, it doesn't, it doesn't, she doesn't seem like that's part of her character traits, but I just thought it was really interesting where, you know, people will confess their quote unquote sins to a partner This is from the Manhattan Center for Cognitive Behavioral Therapy. And that even when they're very slight transgressions, they feel, you know, an overwhelming need to confess it as if it's the most important thing ever. That's very interesting. They have some interesting insight at the end is that you should ask yourself, are you confessing because it's the right thing to do? Or because you need the relief. I was about to say, is it, is it, I wonder if it's driven by the obsessive thought or the need for the, for the feeling of feeling better. And because it relieves an amount of stress, you're just looking to repeat that process over and over again. 
Mm-hmm. I think so. It's interesting. So, um, do you have anything else for that one? Uh, I had one other. Uh, no, go ahead. No, I'll skip that one. Are you sure? Yeah, it's fine. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> well, because we can add both, and then you can cut one out. You know, if it's no, like it's too fine. long. Okay. Really appreciate it. We know we make you make a. All right, this next set of outtakes is from Murder, Monkey Brains, and the Manhattan Project, our episode all about the 80s cult classic Clue, Morphlebs. We talk about how depressing the Tennyson quote is that's in this movie, how long J. Edgar Hoover was leader of the FBI, and the origin of the French maid outfits. Enjoy. In the dark, we hear a thud, a gasp, a gunshot, breaking glass, and a scream. In the dark, oh, nope, I just said that. (laughs) The motorist is on the phone and realized that one of his old guests was a former, or one one of the old guests. Thanks for sticking with us. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for sticking with us. With us. With us. Wicked. Okay. All right. <laughs> we'll try again. <laughs> yeah, we will. <laughs> he says he specifically works for the well. For so, as they sit down to dinner, Wadsworth has a quote by Tennyson: "Ours is not to reason why; ours is but to do and die." I'm like, boy, that's dark. Dark, sad. <laughs> so the bar chaplain had a blog post written by Tom. No last name, just Tom. No, just Tom, huh? Just Tom. And yes, indeed, that comes from Alfred Lord Tennyson's Charge of the Light Brigade. Theirs was not to make a reply. Theirs was not to reason why. Theirs was but to do and die. Into the Valley of Death rode the 600. It's about war, basically. Yeah, they it's were very not, sad. It's very sad. And evidently, quite a lot of people try and pass that off as the Bible. <laughs> and try to use it to, like, comfort people. What? How is that at all comforting? I, do, I don't know. Ours is not to reason why. Ours is but to do and die. Like, God has it all covered. And basically, Tom. I, I like Tom. He goes on to say, like, that's a horrible thing to say to a grieving person. Don't do that. It's really bad. Yeah, it's really bad. And he's like, and it's not even biblical. Quit no. trying to. There's plenty of awful stuff in the Bible if you're willing to look for it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, you don't have to pick this awful thing and contribute, ad- attribute it to the Bible. Yeah, though, no, that seems ridiculous yeah. and unnecessary. <laughs> and you know what? If you have the urge to say something like that to somebody who is really sad, maybe just, you know, not yeah, say just, anything. Just keep your mouth shut. Yeah. Sometimes a kind touch and a hug when we can give hugs again mm-hmm. is all you need. You don't need to open your mouth and ruin it. Nope. Yep. No. Just keep your mouth shut. Maybe smile. <laughs> a smile. A comforting smile. A, a, an I'm with you smile. Mm-hmm. Those things are good. Yes. J. Edgar Hoover in 
54 indeed was the director of the FBI. He became director of the FBI at the end of 1924, just before his 30th birthday. And he spent 48 years in charge of the FBI until his death in 1972. So that is true. All right. So, okay. Movies based on Clue. There's more? Geek, or not, oh, I'm sorry, I said that wrong. No, there's not more. I said it completely <laughs> wrong. <laughs> Let me number try that. C. It's Let a number C. Again. Yeah, it's I a made number a number C. C. <laughs> number C. <laughs> All right. Jumanji, and welcome to Jumanji, or welcome to the Jumanji. All right, so the French maid outfit. Oh, it's like a Halloween costume. It, it well, and it really has always kind of been a Halloween costume. Yeah, the sexy maid outfit. Right. It's it's never been something that maids actually wore while they were in service. Yeah, like they would have worn something much more like what Brady Bunch Alice. Right. Warren, right. you know, they had a housekeeper, which seemed a little weird in the 70s. I'm like, they must be so rich. They have a housekeeper. They you have know. so many. Yeah, <laughs> but they had so many kids. Right. So. But Mental Floss has a whole article about how really it was for stage comedies that would kind of skirt the laws that said that you couldn't be too risque. At the time, and so they would have these, they'd have, you know, a woman dressed up in this sexy costume, and it would be just enough to titillate the audience without going over the decency laws and (laughs) still be fun and funny, and it's silly. It's silly. Uh (laughs) All right, I have another set of outtakes. This is from our episode called Caught. All about catch me if you can. Jackie gives me a delightful compliment, and it's so nice. Of course, more flubs. We talk about the Hindenburg Press and Micker Codes. Enjoy. You, you are funny enough. Oh, you are awesome. Aw. You and your husband, y'all are all a riot. It's hilarious, and so and your kids got it too. It's just a great. Y'all should have your own mini series. <laughs> Like, you should start doing, like, a blog. It'd be really funny. (laughs) I don't know if I want to be one of those video blog families. (laughs) It takes, like, a lot more work than than I would have patience for. Like, it gets uh, stale after a while. My daughter used to watch one, and it always felt like they were doing stuff just to have something to film. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, really, like they were, sometimes it was fun and sometimes the kids were really into it. And sometimes it was just, this is so forced, man. (laughs) Like, really? That's true. That's true. I don't ever follow one, but I've just caught, you know, viral kind of episodes that they have posted here and there, different families, you know. Yeah. Well, usually they go viral either because they're cute and very sweet or... Really, really awful in some way. <laughs> it's like so sad. <laughs> it is really, it's really, really sad. <laughs> oh, it's funny. 
But he said that he was a Harvard from, he was a Harvard. (laughs) Oh, man. And that really was the Heidelberg Press that you saw in the French scene at the end. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's actually really cool. So I didn't realize that it wasn't a household name until this movie came out. Probably because when I was in high school and college, I was on the yearbook staff and we went to the printing facilities of the yearbook printer. Mm-hmm. Like we went and they had Heidelberg presses everywhere. Wow. Know, big monster, huge, like top of the line. That was like a selling point was that they had Heidelberg presses. Wow. And they actually thought it was really cool. And they're like, of course we don't condone anything that Frank Abagnale did, but <laughs> yeah. the uh, company said that they were very pleased that it was portrayed in such a positive light and that it was a lot of fun for their employees <laughs> to suddenly have everybody know what a Heidelberg press was. Right? Oh, that's kind of cool. <laughs> that's kind of cool. The Micker codes were portrayed pretty accurately in the movie. It stands for Magnetic Ink Character Recognition Code. And it's those little codes at the bottom of the check. Yes. The the routing numbers. Yes. The ones that like when I deposit my check and then the app goes, cannot read numbers at the bottom. And you have to Uh go put it on a darker surface or turn on your flash so you can can get the whole thing. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. It's the Micker code. That's the one that it's trying to read. So what about those... Chilled, that chilled salad fork. <laughs> Frank took his dad out for a fancy lunch, and his dad complained that his fork was ice cold. <laughs> it's a fancy restaurant. Well, it turns out that the heat of your plate or a fork really can wilt your lettuce. Mm-hmm. So fancy restaurants will refrigerate them, and it makes your lettuce in your salad stay fresher or at least look fresher longer now some restaurants will not do the fork but they will do the bowls the bowls Mm -hmm. are the salad bowls are kept in in a chiller so that those are nice and cold and so that way even when you use your room temperature fork it's still in a colder environment texas roadhouse does that and it is it makes a big difference and so when i make salad at home i will you know, bust up the lettuce, then wash it and uh-huh. spin it and all of that. And then while it's, you know, still a little wet, but I've spun it, I put it back in the fridge. And oh, so, and then I bust okay. that out last minute right before we actually eat so that it's super cold. That helps a lot. Excellent. You had to be at least 27, but couldn't be any older. Or, no, I'm sorry. All right. This last set of outtakes comes from our episode called under the same roof, all about Carrie Rawson's book, her memoir called A Serial Killer's Daughter. We talk about how 2020 has kind of been a dumpster fire, how Dennis went dormant, Dennis being Dennis Rader, BTK. We talk sweetly to my dog. We talk about how serial killers may or may not be mentally ill, there's really no way to know for sure. So it's kind of an interesting thing to think about and talk about. We talk about how the fellow parishioners 
at Dennis Rader's church were another set of victims and how sad that is. And then, you know, we're going to talk about what's next. Enjoy. You already mentioned the how fearful she was of sliding glass doors (laughs) because her father had thrown a cinder block through a sliding glass door. It was interesting to, oh, I'll get to that in a minute. I'll get, I'll get to that later. I forgot that I was going to point that out later. Okay. Um, well, because 2020 is a dumpster fire. <laughs> it makes 2016 look like a freaking picnic. Uh, <laughs> and that was not a great year. It was not a great year. <laughs> Dennis went dormant for a long time. He mm-hmm. had taunted police throughout his killing career. That was part of his enjoyment of being a serial killer was taunting the police. Then he went dormant because he was busy, quote-unquote, the other things to do. It, and uh, when he began to work on it again, it was because his children were grown. And I felt so bad for his poor wife, who just had earned a quiet retirement and isn't getting that now. Oh, are you just going to stay in here with us? Can I trust <laughs> you to not snore? Probably not. not. Nope. She'll she'll end up snoring. Sorry, it's a little color. It's a little color. (laughs) Oh, okay. Can you lay down, please? Oh, lay down. Okay, lay down. Lay down. This is so. She's begging. Uh huh. Begging. All right, I'll let you call her. Although I shall never. They lived in Wichita. It's no, Kansas City. They lived in Kansas City. Okay. Well, no, no, no. No. Oh, now I'm getting mixed up. Yeah. No, they lived in uh, Wichita area. Yeah. Why don't we just say Kansas? Okay. Okay. Right. So I'm not really landing on either side of serial killers are or aren't mentally ill. I think... It's just as much of a possibility that they all are, that they all aren't, or that some are and some aren't. They probably mm-hmm. are more representation, more representative of the population as far as percentages for mentally ill. Right. Like, um, you know, there's probably a percentage of them. Anyways, that's confusing. Strike that. Just go. <laughs> okay. Dennis had a lot of victims. They were the people he murdered, his family the people who trusted him and his fellow church members uh yeah were i would argue the uh Christ Lutheran Church where he was a leader and an elder were absolutely victims he hid things on the church property uh-huh it's i mean uh-huh. he used them he oh, used yeah. this congregation of people who really just wanted to be good kind people and used them to hide his nefarious behavior. Bob Schmeiser was a church member. And, you know, he was talking about how he had to uh, tell his children. They were five and seven because they saw Dennis Rader's face on the television. Oh, my gosh. My five-year-old said, that's the man who collects money with you in the plates. I said, yes, it is. And Smyzer said he struggled with what to say next. My son spoke first. Daddy, he tricked us, didn't he? That's as simple as it gets. I mean, he lied and 
I mean, can you imagine what a crisis of faith it must have been for those parishioners? Oh, yes. To, uh, you know, somebody that they look to as a leader, not j- he didn't just kill people. It's not like he just shot people. No. He tortured them. It was, it was horrific. Yeah, and you hate to have to say that one is worse than the other, but it kind of just is. Well, it is. It's it just not, is. You know, everybody, if I have to die, don't you want a quick death? Yeah. I mean, and the pastors, you know, to have to deal with the fact that they had supported and thought of this man in a certain way to realize that they were... They were so wrong. Bamboozled. Well, and that, you know, they had to question how good of a judge of character am I really if I couldn't tell that this guy was a murderer? Right. Exactly. Yeah. We didn't talk about what we're going to do next time. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) that's right. That's right. So, um, I meant to talk to you about it before. Yeah. We, (laughs) there's, um, we have the assistant down. Yeah. I don't, you said you weren't really sure and I haven't gotten a chance to watch it yet. And, um, we can just set that aside. Okay. Um, there's my friend Dahmer on prime. If we want to do another serial killer, there's, if you want to do something a little less real, there's Gattaca, which is, uh, it's like identity theft intentionally. It's uh, with Ethan Hawke and Uma Thurman and Jude Law. Wow. It was a real, like, sleeper, like, people did not, but it's uh, sci-fi set in the future, and if you have the right genes, you can get pretty much any job. It's really interesting. Gattaca movie. Mm-hmm. Ooh, 97. Yeah. How did I miss this? Oh, because you were in college. Look, Alan Arkin. It's a great movie. Oh, Tony Shalhoub's in it, too? I mean, there's so many great people in this movie, and it was really good. It's, a, it's kind of a quiet movie. But it's super, super interesting. There's a lot of psychology about... Okay. Um, you know, and they're breaking the law to give... It's. I don't want to give too much away. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to do that? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. I like it. Okay, good. Yay. I like it. I like it. I like it. Got All it. right. All right. That's it. That's all of the outtakes that I have. I didn't really have any from our Handmaid's Tale episode because that was just me. So I was able to kind of edit myself a little beforehand. But as we spoke at the end of Serial Killer's Daughter episode, we decided we're going to do Gattaca. And we actually are going to do that next time Barring additional unforeseen circumstances, we don't anticipate that Jackie will be ill in any way. That would probably be the only thing that would keep us to from recording the next episode. Don't forget, send me your mailing address in a direct message or an email so that I can send you a sticker I would love to do that for you. Send a little note and a sticker. And we really appreciate you listening. That's why I want to send stickers. 
that you listen and take the time. We know it's a choice when you choose to listen to us. We don't just come on the radio and we really, really appreciate it. So do rate and review if you have a moment. We would really appreciate it because it helps us get found. And if we get found, we can continue to make this show. If you cannot give us a five-star review, do send me an email, killerfunpodcast at gmail.com and let us know what you'd like to have be different. I can't guarantee that we'll make big sweeping changes, but if there's things that you'd like to hear or things that you don't want to hear, we absolutely want to hear from you. Until next time, be safe, be kind, and wash your hands. Bum, 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 bum,